You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 175. Just getting out of wherever I was at. I mean, it being in bad spots in my life where I'm like, I don't want my future to be like this forever and I need to, I need to take action. You know, I can't sit around like everyone else and just wait for just people to give you money. You got to go out there and get it yourself. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Bam! Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Hey, 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 here we go, my fellow rhinos out there across the world. It is Brent Daniels, and I am coming to you from the 19th floor of downtown Phoenix. I am absolutely on fire and pumped for this podcast interview. I am telling you, it is just you. You're going to listen to a extremely special young man that is going to come in and going to share with you his life story about what he has had to go through. I am telling you what you have had. I really hope that if you have ever had struggles, if you had ever had tough times, if you had ever doubted yourself or your faith was shaken or anything, I want you to listen to this podcast because this is going to give you a boost immediately. You are going to be so inspired by this young man. It inspires me on a daily basis that he is here with me in Phoenix. He does not work for me. He come, he is come, uh, an entrepreneur. He absolutely works for himself. And he is just, I mean, well, he's a superstar. There's no other way to put it. So before I introduce him, I have just one quote that I wanted to kind of sum up this. And I really thought that this was appropriate for this podcast. No one ever achieved a goal by being interested in its achievement. One must be committed. In fact, in studying the source of people's success, I found that persistence overshadows even talented talent as the most valued and effective resource in creating and shaping the quality of life. Most people give up a maddening five feet from their goal. So incredible. So with that, I want to introduce to this podcast and to everybody around the world and the country, Mr. Israel Ramirez. Say hello. Hey guys, it's Israel. How's everyone doing today? <laughs> I love it, man. So Israel, you are, I mean, this, I, I have kind of given everybody kind of a preview of what this, this discussion, this interview, this conversation is going to be about. But why don't we just start off at the beginning? Why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about you? Well, first of all, guys, listen to that. As he starts going on with everything, I want you to keep in mind, Israel's 20 years old. 20 years old. When I was 20 years old, I, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't even want to tell you what I was doing when I was 20 years old, but I'm telling you, Israel, you are far and above and surpass, I mean, incredible. So let's start with that. You're 20 years old. Go. 20 years old. Um, I started wholesaling when I was in high school. My uh, teacher in high school um, kind of told me, hey, you should go to go to a real estate investment club. I did. I, I went to a three-day seminar um, that I paid for figured out what wholesaling was and I've always wanted to do business my whole life since I was a little kid. So I was selling chips and candy in high school, trying to make some extra money. Just anything I could 
do to find uh, to make extra money. My mom was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. Always just hustling. Things were not easy for us growing up. Definitely not. I didn't get to you know grow up with all the toys and nice things, video games and all that kind of stuff. I got to see other people kind of live that way. My mom used to clean houses growing up when I was growing up. Well, she still does sometimes, but she would clean houses. We got be out there six years old, kind of putting business cards on doors and stuff, just working with her. And we would go to these big houses. I remember going to these big houses and seeing these kids have had every video game, every console, everything, right? And I was always like, well, when I grow up, I want to you know, be able to have those things or, or be able to ha- uh, give those things to my kids. We never had enough money. We were always behind on bills. My mom was always struggling financially, although she had a business. Things were just never good for us. You know, we weren't able to, you know, not even afford to go out and eat at uh, McDonald's or anything like nothing fancy. And uh, we were just, we just didn't have a whole lot. So, but uh, I learned about wholesaling, um, started working on it. I was stuck in the, in the kind of, I want to learn everything mode for a few months. And then sure. I, finally, I finally set up, you know, getting leads through Craigslist, through keywords. And I finally got my first deal, uh, made almost 3000 I did jo- I ended up dropping out of high school because I, I just wasn't learning anything in there. And I wasn't happy. I wanted to get into business right away. Dropped out of high school. Uh, after I closed my first deal, I ended up even quitting my job. And I had a pretty good job at that point, uh, making a above minimum wage at a really, really big Fortune 500 company. And uh, ended up quitting, put all my eggs into one basket. You know, things didn't go the way I wanted them to go right away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I had these other deals that were going to closed and they didn't end up closing and that, that money ended up running out on me and I, I, I didn't think it would because I had these other deals and that money ended up running out on me at that point I, I had no money I didn't really I didn't want to ask my mom for money she didn't have a whole lot either so I started doing um, Postmates, DoorDash these uh, kind of Uber kind of delivery things so I started mm-hmm. working before that though I was even going down to the local uh, blood place whatever it's called I can't remember what it's called but selling my blood literally selling my blood and I hated doing that I literally hated it <laughs> going into my arms. Yep. I had to do what I had to do to, to be able to live at that point. I was like 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Had, to do what I had to do, did not tell my family. They'll listen to this when they listen to this. I just did. I knew that if I ended up finding that out, they would want to give me money or something. I was like, no, I'm doing this on my own. Did that for a while. And then so DoorDash, Postmates, all that kind of stuff. Ended up moving to Arizona because that's where I'm from. Um, and that, at that point, I was living in Dallas. I ended up moving to Arizona with $200 in my pocket. Kind of gas money and got to Arizona. Luckily, I had a buddy that uh, his parents let me live at his place for 100 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. Um, did DoorDash, Postmates, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go make wholesaling work in Arizona. Uh, come to realize Arizona is a really competitive market. It is, but it isn't. And I say that because uh, there's deals out there for everyone. Just people are, there's so many people that are lazy, not wanting to spend money on marketing. And those are the people that are not getting deals. And I hear that time and time again, this market's hard, this market's hard. And I ask, what what are you doing for marketing? We know how much are you spending. Oh, I just looked through Craigslist and stuff, and and you know they're not they're not going to find deals, you know. So those are those type of people out there. But I ended up Postmates, uh, DoorDash, and stuff for a long time. I really ended up almost wanting to quit and, and wholesaling because I was running out of money. Mm-hmm. Call me and say, hey, you know, how's business going? Did everything work out? Obviously, I was still doing DoorDash, so things were not working out after after six months. During all this time, I was working on setting up uh, my website that I have that uh, converts really well on, on Google. I rank like number one for like We Buy Houses, Sell My House Fast Phoenix and stuff. And so I was working at that at that time. I would get a few leads sometimes a month and stuff. I would I would not know how to negotiate on deals. I would lose that on deals. <laughs> and, uh, but I was kind of perfecting my process. I was finding out how to get leads and then I was really bad at sales. I would get better at sales um, all throughout the time that I was actually doing DoorDash and, and uh, Postmates. 
I was listening to podcasts in my car. I was listening to this podcast exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm probably talking about how he's getting deals, how to talk to sellers, um, other just everyone else's podcast. And I would, I would just listen to sales, sales, sales over and over again. And so I got really deep into my head. So I would literally listen to the same podcast, like all the episodes three times. And so I would, I would learn all the sales tactics. And so I would be able to use them once I started getting more and more appointments and got better at closing stuff. Eventually I ended up getting a deal in a little small town here in Arizona, ended up closing that deal. And I made like 14,7 on that deal, 14,700. That deal was what uh, got me out of Postmates. And I finally- <laughs> I bet it did. Yeah. That deal, that deal yeah. will get you out of a lot of things. Well, let me, let me slow you down real quick here. So let me just, let me just recap this, right? So you grew up in a single parent family, correct? That's right. Okay. Your mom was an entrepreneur. She was cleaning houses. You were helping to market for her at six years old by putting those little business cards into the doors, right? In the hot summer heat, yeah. In this, in, in the heat. Now, was that Phoenix or was that somewhere else? No, that's here in Phoenix. Okay. She would stop off me and my brothers and we would go out there and we would we, we cry <laughs> because we hated it so bad. It was so hot. Yeah. So you're six years old, you're walking around canvassing neighborhoods, going door to door, putting uh, business cards in there. And then you get into high school and what got you into, it sounded like maybe you had a teacher that kind of pointed you in the right direction. What got you into real estate? What got you into the real estate business? So I always wanted to do business no matter what. When I was a little kid, I told my mom, I'm going to become a millionaire one day. And she would tell me, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. But mm-hmm. um, I always I was obviously I saw HDTV, you know, people would be like, I'm going to flip this house, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that, that'd be cool to do one day once I actually have some capital. Yep. And, um, you know, there's, you know, you, uh, you can uh, have rental properties and all that. So I was telling my teacher, hey, you know, this is kind of what I want to do. He's like, well, you know what you should do? He's like, you need to go hang out with people who are actually doing it if you want to learn it. And so he said, go to, go to a seminar, go to, I mean, go to, a, you know, go to a meetup. And yeah. so at that point I looked it up on my computer, went to the meetup that night and I bought the three day event and, uh, went from there. Are you guys but, seeing a common thing here with this conversation? I really hope that you guys are at no point is Israel hesitating to take action on all of this when he's in high school, when he's 17 years old. I talk to people around the country that are 30, 40, 20s, and they hesitate to take action. They're concerned that they're going to offend somebody. They're concerned that they're going to fail. They're concerned that they don't know enough. They want to learn everything. They want to be perfect before they take any action. And if you guys are listening to what's going on here, and we're going to really sweeten the pot on this podcast by letting you know what's going on with Israel uh, current day, but he just is taking consistent action. Israel, what about you? What is it about you that makes you not afraid to take action? Uh, Well, I'll tell you, I mean, there's times where I was afraid and sometimes when I wasn't, but uh, it was that drive of, you know what, like, I want my life to change. So let me fast. let me let me rephrase it. Let me rephrase it. Not not the fear of it, but what is it that that you're not letting the fear of it prevent you from taking action? That's the better question. Just getting out of wherever I was at. I mean, it being in bad spots in my life where I'm like, I don't want my future to be like this forever, and I need to I need to take action. You know, I can't sit around like everyone else and just wait for just people to give you money. You got to go out there and get it yourself. You were hungry, literally yeah. hungry. Literally uh, selling your blood and plasma or whatever else. I'm, yeah, sure, I'm plasma, sure. Right, plasma. Yeah, plasma right. to survive, to pay bills, to help out with the family, to do all of these things that you know some of us take totally for granted. You're out there having to sell 
part of your body. You know, I mean, literally the plasma in your blood to, to, to get through it. And then you just started, you picked up the phone, right? I mean, you went through Craigslist and you just, and you just started calling. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I would have the, uh, if this and that we we're talking about the other day where it automatically sends you keywords based on what people are saying. And then those would come in and I filter them wholesalers and actually got in contact with the seller and made the appointment right there. So was their phone number on Craigslist and you just dialed it? Right. Yeah. So okay. you just, you're how old at this point? 17? I was, I think I was 16 to be you're honest. You're 16 years old. You pick up the phone and you had, and, and were you just petrified? Were you scared? Did it take you? I mean, were you looking at that number? Like, I can't call this. I can't call this. I can't call this. Or did you just pick up the phone and call? I mean, how did, was there any like apprehension? Was there any fear of, of picking up the phone and calling a stranger and asking them if they would sell their house to you? Yeah, no, I had already called uh, called up a bunch of people and they ended up all being bad leads. They're just wholesalers marketing themselves as sellers and stuff. I was sitting in the par- in the gym parking lot and I, this my email hit and the lead looked really good. I was like, you know what? Screw the gym. I'm calling this thing right now. Mm-hmm. And I got to the I got to the appointment in, in my uh, in shorts and T-shirt. You yourself? You didn't bring anybody? No, just me, myself, yeah. <laughs> At 16 years old. That's right. What'd they say? There was a few people on there, you know, Craigslist people are, so many people are looking at Craigslist. Um, the house was destroyed. They were treating their kids so bad. These kids were like so skinny. Uh, they wouldn't feed their kids. It was really bad. I kind of wanted to report them. And then uh, dog poop all over the house, holes in the walls. Really, really, really bad. I had already kind of learned about how to build rapport a little bit, kind of build rapport with them. Uh, ended up getting them to sign a contract. Right there. Actually, I followed up, actually. I followed up a little bit. Uh-huh. And then I got a contract. Did they ever ask you, how old are you? How much have you done? What's your experience? Any of that? They did. They did ask me, you know, you look young. Say, yeah, you know, I am young. You know, I'm not the owner of the company, but um, I kind of work with them. And, you know, I go out there and get contracts. That's that's typically what I say a lot of times when they say I look young. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Well, not anymore, I'm sure. No, not anymore. Yeah, exactly. So that, oh man, I am just telling you, I'm just blown away. I don't know. Dude, I'm just blown away. All of this is just crazy. It, it puts me in a place of thinking back, and and maybe this is just a selfish thing, but I'm just thinking back of when I was your age and what I was doing and what you've been through and what in the action. I would have never called anybody when I was 60. It took me till I was like 25 to start calling strangers and be and and it took a lot of conversation, kind of like what you were saying. You made a you made a bunch of calls. A lot of it was wholesalers. It wasn't really good leads. And then you finally found a homeowner and you picked up the phone. It didn't cost you anything by the way right i mean your marketing dollars for this deal were zero essentially and you picked up the phone you called them they off of craigslist they did a deal with you you made three thousand dollars how good did that feel back in the day i had like 20 something dollars in my bank account that day (laughs) and so it it felt it felt like a lot of money Sure, sure. I absolutely, I, I get that. So then you decided to make the move back to fit. This is in Dallas, right? You did this in Dallas. Is that right? That's right. So you did that in Dallas and then you came back to Phoenix and then you started here again. And when you started getting up and running, how did you get your very next deal? So all this time while I was in high school, I, I heard about Investor Carrot, which is something that a lot of people should look at okay. um, and doing uh, getting deals from SEO. Love it. Uh, yeah, that, they have a really good platform. So I, I found out about them through like a podcast or something. So I started. What does SEO stand for for everybody? Uh, so it's search engine optimization. So uh, you can pay for leads on Google, like PPC, where they click, you know, pay per click, whatever. Yep. Or you can rank up there organically, and so that's what I do to get my leads. 
Sure. You, you look up a key term, you know, whatever you're looking for. Uh, we buy houses, sell my house, Fast Phoenix, whatever. And I'll rank up there. And so people will hit my website and call me. Got it. Love it. So is so, that how you got your second deal? Yeah. So I had been working on my website since I was in high school while I was at my other job because I had a computer job. So I'd be working at it while I wasn't working. And so um, learning how to do SEO and, and, and getting really, really good at it. Finally started ranking really well. And I got a call off there. A lawyer called me and said, yeah, my client's in prison. Um, we want to sell this house and uh, let's do it. So and ended up getting my next deal that way. The attorney called you? Is that what you said? Yeah, the attorney's assistant actually called me. The, the oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you intimidated by that? Uh, no, at that point I had already been getting a lot. I've been kind of going on appointments and stuff. I wasn't very straight. I was a little bit scared. It was a lawyer because I heard a lot of people were like, oh, of course, aren't they so scary? Right. <laughs> it's so funny. It's really not. Right. I mean, yeah. if you're if you just if you're professional about the way that you're doing business, if you're communicating effectively, if you're there to provide value, then right. you should go with confidence in every single situation that you're in. I don't care if it's somebody that owns a thousand properties. I don't care if it's somebody that's never sold a property. I don't care if it's an attorney. I don't care if it's a judge. I don't care who it is. If you go with the, that approach, you will, I mean, you will win. You will be effective. You will be able to communicate. And and if the opportunity is there, you're going to be able to take advantage of it. And it's so huge. You should not be intimidated in this market. You're bringing and so much value to the marketplace every time that you're communicating with with uh, homeowners or anybody else that's responsible for selling a property. So go with confidence. Go with the you know the self esteem and and enough just kind of you know swagger to it that you just make it happen. So anyway, uh, Israel. So let me ask you this: What struggles did you face when you first started? Trying to find leads, that was the hardest part, I think, trying to find leads. I was, you know, spending a you know, few hundred bucks here. The, the little money I had from, from DoorDash, Postman, Twitter, from that job, spending a few hundred bucks here, a few hundred bucks there, putting banner signs up, getting an appointment, kind of getting that kind of process in place of like, okay, like now I know how to deal with this objection now. I know why I lost that deal. Uh, but yeah, just kind of getting leads, I think, was the biggest hurdle. Sure. Uh, nowadays, it's, it's a lot easier to get leads. Now I, I, I have more experience in how to get leads. And then cold calling is amazing. So... Uh, uh-huh. I thought you'd never mention it. <laughs> yeah, I actually got a good hot one that looks like we just got it an hour or two ago. But um, I love it. So tell tell everybody what you're doing for your uh, cold calling and why you do cold calling. Cold calling is effective, cheap, uh, scalable. You're kind of paying for leads. So here's what I tell people nowadays because they're like, oh, like I'm, I want to start a website, do this, do that. I'm like, look, guys, that takes a really long time. If, if I were Israel back in time, I would definitely start doing cold calling because with cold calling, you can pick up the phone mm-hmm. and you create those leads out of thin air, kind of, right? But SEO, like, you know, I have the way people call me, you know, I'm only going to get so many deals a month. So with cold calling, you can um, engage more people and pretty much you can grow it as, as high as you want it by getting more callers. So really, really effective. Really effective. So do you make the calls? Do you have other people make the calls? What's the, what? what's your strategy? I'm not calling right now. I, I am going to pick up phone once you start calling more niche lists. I have, just like you recommend in the program, I have a caller in Costa Rica. She makes a lot of calls. She's pretty experienced. She generates those calls. And then once those leads start coming in, she fills out a form, goes to our seller leads. And then uh, one of my acquisitions guys can uh, follow up with those leads. Love it. What is the biggest deal that you have done so far? Cold call leads. So, um, <laughs> and, and I just have to have another one that's in, in the pipeline right now. That's almost 
close, five grand away from that other this big deal I'm about to talk to you about. That's cold call lead as well. So cold call deals are uh, very effective, especially dragon for dollar. So this was a dragon for dollar deal, mm-hmm. and and I'll tell you why. And this is actually this deal kind of came from you telling everyone back in the day. I know you did a podcast talking about how you guys do a bunch of dragon for dollars, and I was like, and you were here in Phoenix. I'm like, man, I got to do some dragon for dollars, and so I started a dragon for dollar campaign. And so we ended up getting a deal. I actually had gone to an appointment that we ended up closing on and drove down the street, you know, just driving the area to kind of get familiar with the neighborhood. Saw this border to pass. I'm like, I'm going to get the address once I leave the appointment. So we, we ended up closing on both deals on the same street. But we ended up cold calling that um, lead, skip tracing, cold calling it. And um, seller, it was the owner's grandchild. And so it was like two generations down. And okay. so yep. we ended up getting that deal. ARV was like around 160 or something mm-hmm. like that. And we ended up getting it for like 50, 55. <laughs> yes. And what'd you sell it for? Uh, I think it was like 105. So we made like 50 grand. $50,000 from driving a neighborhood, writing an address, and calling them up, right? That's right. I mean, that's truth. That is 100% truth. That yes. I mean, guys, this business is not difficult. This business is about talking to people. It is about TTP. I don't care if you're paying for them to call you or if you're just going to be proactive and call them, but you got to be talking to people. Israel literally closed on a deal, drove down the street, saw a, a house that needed a lot of love, wrote down the address, got the phone number, called up the owner because he's not afraid to make calls, because he is a superstar, and because he has had so many things that should have knocked him down and prevented him from being an entrepreneur, from from being successful. From he didn't come from a family that had money. You heard him in the beginning of this. McDonald's was fancy growing up. McDonald's was too much for him for him and his family to afford. And he's there calling up people with the confidence to know that that he can provide value to them. I mean, this what an incredible business, you, dude. You're just an incredible guy. You know, you're just that. It's just. Beautiful. I mean, fifty thousand. You got another one that's what forty five thousand from a cold call, right? Cold call, yeah. So let me ask you this, because you know these podcasts, we talk about you know deals and big deals and checks, and people get pumped, and I get it. But I think that there's, I think that there's some learning here that needs to be done. I want to ask you this question: What lesson would you teach today's young real estate entrepreneurs? I, I think they really just have to make it happen. I mean. They have to change their mindset too. You know, I used to be scared. I, I know it sounds like I wasn't scared a lot, but I was really scared to make those calls. I finally started making those calls mm-hmm. and then I didn't stop. You have to start taking action in order to see a difference happen. If you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're not going to see a different result. So guys, just even even if you're making those calls and none of them turn out to be deals, you're still learning from it. Mm-hmm. You're experience. So really, I, it's just about changing uh, that, yeah, that perspective that, and you guys might be on a lot. I meet a, I meet a lot of them because a lot of wholesalers call my website saying you want to be on my buyers list. I never hear from them again. Yep. And and I, I literally do like a coaching call with them when they call me and say, Hey, look, man, are you marketing? What are you doing to get deals right now? I'm just going on my buyers list. Don't worry about the buyers list right now. That will come later. You don't need a big buyers list. Your biggest focus right now is to just find leads and convert them. Leads convert. Leads convert. So your goal is to just get leads and convert them, and go out and just hustle. Love it, and talk to people. Talk to people. Talk to people. <laughs> Talk to people and don't worry if they say you're too young. There was one appointment that the lady kicked me out. She said, I got there and she's like, you look too young, leave. That was just one. (laughs) (laughs) Out of of the many that you have done. So 
talk about your business now. How many people are in it? What 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 are you on track for? What do you think that you'll you'll close? Like, you know, realistically, what do you think that you'll close here in 2018? I really want to get to a million. I do, but um, I realistically, I'm probably going to get a little bit, maybe seven hundred thousand. Uh, I'm really growing my team right now. I have some people in place now, so I have acquisitions people. I have guys that can go on appointments for me. I don't need to go see the houses anymore. I have a guy that just started with me. He can he's following up on leads. So I don't need to do that no more. My goal right now is just to uh, send more and more leads. So I got a cold caller, two acquisitions guys. They're not all full-time or anything. So I don't think that my business is like very busy, but one's part-time, one's actually following up a lot of leads. And that's about it. And I have a VA in, in the Philippines that helps me do a lot of, she actually runs my website now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm teaching her how to do SEO. So I, don't, I can kind of focus and do other things like cold calling, growing that. So uh, my goal is to grow and get some more cold callers right now. I'm a, a little bit above 100 grand as far as revenue this year already. Mm-hmm. Last year I did just about 100 grand, so I'm already uh, a little bit past that. But right now under under contract, like in the pipeline to close, we have about 130,000. Mm, I love it. Yep. But we're still looking to obviously get more deals. We're still young in the year, so uh, still looking to get more deals. What month is your birthday? October. October. You're not going to be 21 years old until October. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just telling you, this is just, this is incredible. And, and guys, I, I meet with Israel on a monthly basis. He, he's just down the street. He was in my, in my office a, a couple of days ago. This guy does not lie. This is not, he's giving you the, the absolute truth about this thing. He's 20 years old and he's making an impact in our community in Phoenix, Arizona, guys. Like this is everywhere's competitive, but Phoenix has a very special, unique kind of position right now in the marketplace. But Israel, I love it. So let, let me ask you this. What do you think is your, if you were to have a real estate superpower, what is your real estate superpower? I think knowing how to talk to people very well sure. um, when you're an appointment to people. Um, I think people tend to think that you need to be so serious going into an appointment, you need to be so professional you know, hi, sir, you know, hi, ma'am, you know, all this kind of like stuff that is portrayed in business. But nope, really, like <laughs> you, you really go in there. You just really I become friends with every person I meet, whether we do business or not. They call me on the phone. This is what's going on. OK, cool. How are your kids? You have this many kids. Where are you from? OK, where are you moving to? Just talk to them and building a relationship with these sellers is critical. And a lot of people don't do that. Um, I think that's the biggest superpower right there. Leads, you know, you can learn how to do that. But just really learning how to find out people's situation and just giving them what they want and providing value for them is the biggest thing I, I feel like. Got it. Why do you think people fail in this business? I think they think it's too competitive. Mm-hmm. I think it's too, it sounds too easy to be true. So mm-hmm. they, and they don't, they don't stay around long enough. You know, I meet so many people that they do one deal and that's the last deal you're ever going to do because they use that money. They blew it on something else. They didn't, <laughs> they're not, and they're not consistent enough. And, and a lot of other people just think that uh, there's too much competition. Yeah, we sure we do have a lot of competition here in Arizona, but sure. there's still enough deals out there for everyone. And, and like I asked everyone, how much are you spending on marketing? Oh, I'm not spending anything. Dude, you're never going to get any deals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can start off just like you, you know, grassroots, getting into the Craigslist ads, but you know as well as I do that that's, you might get a deal, you might get two deals, but you can't build a business around that, right? Not going to last. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got you to gotta be consistent with it. You have to invest into yourself, into your business, even if you're using a TTP method, even if you're cold calling, you got to have enough uh, people to talk to. You got to have enough numbers, really good numbers, skip trace so that you can keep that going 
consistent. Now, is it a huge budget that you need for? Absolutely not compared to traditional marketing techniques, not even close, but there is something that, 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 you know, as Israel's talking about growing his business and developing his business, you know, being able to invest in other people, in talent, in incredible people that, that work around him and help him so he doesn't have to wear every single hat in this business. But it's really, really important. We had this conversation at dinner, you know, what he's doing with his money. And he said he's, inve- he's investing in his business and he's, and he's buying land, <laughs> right? That's your strategy. I love it, man. I just think it's just so awesome. So what have you read that you think everybody should read? What book have you read that everybody should read? I was actually thinking about it. I knew you were going to ask me that question. And a good, good last book I read, which is really, really good, and it kind of goes back to the topic we're talking about now as far as growing your, your team. Um, last year, I was actually, my first year, I did six figures. I was pretty much a, a one-man operation, almost almost a one-man operation. We, we had a few people for a few months and then kind of let them go because uh, you kind of started learning about, you know, who really needs to be on your team. And, and you learn about how to manage people and, and you lose and you, you kind of learn. But I was I didn't grow as big as I am now this year and and nowadays I, I'm not doing a whole lot you know I just have to focus on marketing but you're you're gonna stay small if you're trying to just keep all the money for yourself sure if you're willing to give people money you know you're, 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 it's a win win for you for you and your employees they're doing something that you love to do and you got to make sure you find someone that loves what they're doing and you get the right person and and they're winning and you're winning your business is winning so you're gonna make more money by having more people on your team so the the book I recommend is is, is Cash Flow Quadrant love uh, it. Robert Kiyosaki. The first one goes over obviously to start a, start a business at whatever the first book is. I read it too. Rich Dad Poor Dad. But this book kind of covers how to actually start a business, how to kind of actually become wealthy as far as actually having procedures in your business and, and employees that can handle those procedures and actually stepping away from your business instead of having to do it all. Because I've been in I've been in positions where, you know, I had a bunch of money, you know, I kept all the money from wholesaling, but I didn't have a life after that. You sure. know, it, it'll just business 24 7, 24 7. And I didn't have my own life. I thought I was happy, but killing it back, I wasn't really focusing on myself and my own life and my family. I was literally, I wouldn't answer my family's phone calls. Uh, <laughs> yep. actually, yeah. You know, you're literally, you, you get so consumed to the business and, and you're losing those relationships. And, you know, they're not always going to be for you there if you just keep pushing them away. So, Cash flow quadrant, kind of learning how to actually have a build a bigger business with team with uh with employees, people on your team, and uh, kind of having to step away a little bit from the business. Love it, love it, Israel. You are going to inspire a lot of people. How can they get in contact with you? They can shoot me an email, um, and they can also follow me on Instagram because I want to build my Instagram up. So, <laughs> guys, my email is Israel at WeBuyHousesInArizona.com. Arizona completely spelled out. So WeBuyHousesInArizona.com. Mm-hmm. My Instagram, uh, just very basic. It's just my first last name, Israel Ramirez, underscore, underscore. Follow me there. Shoot me a DM. If you guys have a question about, hey, you know what I do in this uh, situation or or just you know, I just need some guidance or something, mm-hmm. let, I don't mind getting on a call with some of you guys that are kind of stuck. Or, and really, my goal is to help out anyone that's kind of in that in the same shoes uh high school or whatever i really love that range of where i was at where i was stuck at helping those people out because i know it's it can be really really rough and sometimes you want to give up but just keep going your things will change after a few years you'll you'll be in a better spot so um, i don't mind getting on a call you guys shoot me a dm if you're able to follow me on instagram or fill out a contact form on my uh on my seller website there uh, or just shoot me an email there as well and uh, i look forward to helping someone out at least you know 
I love it, dude. You pump me up so much. I really hope you do get an office uh, here in my in this building, dude. I, I, I'm going to be so pumped. You, oh man, I just get so. I and I'm sure everybody listening is just getting that that fire in their belly that you bring to us. So I just want to thank you so much for spending some time with us here. And um, guys, everybody out there, remember, 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 October fifteenth to the seventeenth is the Wholesaling Inc. Summit. Only 300 seats. They're already getting snatched up like crazy. So make sure you go to Wholesaling Summit 2015, uh, 2018. What year am I in? Jeez. 2018.com and register for that. Do it today. Do not hesitate to get in there because it's going to be uh, action-packed and just filled with incredible, incredible people from around the around the country. Joe McCall, Todd Toback, Tom Kroll, Cody Hoffine, myself. Some, I mean, just killer after killer after killer, just all amazing, amazing professionals. So make sure that you register for that. Also, if you are ready, if you are proactive, if you want to keep your marketing costs down, if you're spending too much to get a deal, if you're competing with multiple offers on every single deal that you go after, if you're just, your whole schedule is bogged down by and, and, and wrapped around your, your pay-per-click or your direct mail marketing campaigns, then you need to schedule a call with my team and to discuss what TTP can do for your life and your business. Wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Schedule a call. 20 minutes. It'll be the best 20 minutes of your year. I am telling you, get in there. Start taking action now. Cut your marketing costs down. Get the bigger, better deals because let's talk, let's let's be fact. And Israel can, can attest to this. You get the biggest, fattest, best, juiciest deals when you're not competing against other wholesalers, right? That's right. And the way to do that is to get to them before they pick up the phone and call on a stack of marketing. Get to them today. Pick up the phone. Make that contact. Be proactive. Get to them now. Get a $50,000 check like Israel. Get a $45,000 check like that from Israel. Get $130,000 pending between his, uh, between his internet and his, and his TTP. And I mean, that's what we're talking about, baby. So make sure you schedule a call, wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. And Israel, thank you for joining us, brother. Thanks for having me. And to everybody out there, I encourage you to talk to people. Talk to you soon. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.